I'm Dr. Ted Spear, pastor of the Fundamental Baptist Church International in Boshane, Kumasi. In life, all of us deal with accusations that come against us. Today's message is going to teach you how to handle those accusations. Please stay tuned and listen carefully. God bless. Today's message begins in Luke chapter 6 and verse 7. The Bible says, And the scribes and Pharisees watched him, whether he would heal on the Sabbath day, that they might find an accusation against him. So these religious leaders were following Jesus around, these Jewish religious leaders, looking for something to accuse him of. In 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 19, the Bible says, Against an elder received not an accusation, but before two or three witnesses. So Paul is teaching uh, Timothy how to pastor the church, and he's saying, listen, Timothy, people are going to come making accusations. Don't listen to people's accusations if there's not more than one witness. Don't take one person's word over another person's word. The, what I want you to see from the verse here is, from both of these verses that we read, is that the Bible is fully aware that people make a lot of accusations. If you've lived very long, then you've had someone accuse you of something. And you've accused other people of something. You know, a lot of us, we, we get upset with accusations. And I understand that because I'm a human being. But sometimes we fail to realize that we've made some accusations. And today I want to talk to you. I want to give you a very practical, helpful message from the Bible today to help you handle personal accusations. I want to help you to handle the accusations that come against you so that you can be a success in your relationship and a success for God in this life. And so... I want to give you five different truths concerning personal accusations. Truth number one is this. You will be accused. So prepare for it. Don't be surprised by it. How you handle those accusations will largely determine your effectiveness in life how you handle the accusations that come to you, how you deal with those accusations, will determine greatly whether you are successful in your relationships, whether you're successful in doing what God has called you to do. If you respond wrongly to accusations, you will lose influence with people. If you respond correctly to accusations, then you will gain influence with people. So number one, you need to realize, accusations are going to come. Don't be surprised when it happens. Don't be caught off guard so that you can respond properly. You see, we need to learn how to act correctly instead of reacting wrongly. The second truth you need to understand some of the accusations made against you will be true. You see, we often get upset about 
false accusations. But what about the accusations that are true? Sometimes someone will accuse us of something, and part of it will be false, and part of it will be true. We will attack the part that's false, but we won't deal with the part that's true. Look, we're not perfect people. We're guilty of sin. We're guilty of doing things wrong. It may not be something that disqualifies you from ministry, but it's a legitimate complaint. In other words, listen, as a pastor, someone may accuse me of something. It may not be something that disqualifies me from being the pastor of the church, but it may be a legitimate complaint, something I need to change, something I need to do different. And we must be willing to receive those complaints. We must be willing to receive those accusations. We need to stay humble. If you are married, you're going to have issues in your marriage. You're going to have things you're guilty of. And you're going to have times where your spouse accuses you of something. And if you're going to have a great marriage, if you're going to have a successful relationship, you've got to be open to that accusation. You can't get angry and mad every time somebody accuses you of something. Because we do wrong. And some of the accusations against us are true. Now look, those Jewish leaders that were following Jesus around, looking, looking for something to accuse him of, they could find nothing that he had done wrong. They had to make up things. But you and me, we sin. And some accusations are true. And we must be humble enough to realize that and to receive truthful accusations with humility and with gentleness. We must be willing to examine ourselves. Look, I don't like complaints. I don't like criticism. I don't like accusations any more than you do. But there are times when I've had to receive an accusation and then go apart and think about it and say, you know what? It's true. I do need to do better in that area. It's true. I am guilty of that thing that they're complaining about. That only helps me to be a better person. It only helps others when they see that I'm willing to examine myself, it only helps my relationships to be better. It only helps me to be of more use to God for His ministry when I can admit fault. So number two, number one, you will be accused, prepare for it. Number two, some of those accusations will be true. Stay humble. Be willing to examine yourself. Be approachable. Stay accountable to other people. Don't always have your guard up. Oh, you can't talk to me. You can't say nothing about me. I don't want to hear any complaints. People that have that attitude are not very successful people. Now, they may be rich, but they're not very successful in God's economy because they're not humble enough to listen. Number three. Some of the accusations will be false. You're going to go through life and people are going to accuse you of things you didn't do. People are going to accuse you of things that are very wicked. 
People are going to lie about you. People are going to go out and accuse you to others. And you're not going to like that. And it might even hurt your reputation with other people. But folks, we cannot change reality. We cannot change the fact that people are sinful and people are human and people make false accusations. But what we can control is we can control our response to those false accusations. What we can keep from doing is we can keep from sinning when we're falsely accused. You see, the Bible teaches us to love our enemy. The Bible teaches us that love beareth all things. Love is patient. Love suffereth long. The Bible teaches that the true, the Christian who loves God and loves people is willing to forgive. The truth is the Bible says great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. See, if you truly love God's law and you are not guilty of what someone's accusing you of, why are you so offended? Great peace have they which love God's law and nothing shall offend them. Even the false accusations of other people should not offend us if we are in the right spirit and we're in the right relationship with God. Because we understand that people are going to make accusations. We understand that people are going to make false accusations. And we understand that God wants us to respond a certain way. God wants us to respond with love, with patience, with forgiveness. And God wants us to not be easily offended. There are people out there that you will be able, you'll have the opportunity to minister to them and to represent God to them because when they falsely accuse you, you responded in a loving, gentle way. And when they finally realize that you were not guilty or they may already know that you were not guilty and they see how you respond, it can make a difference in their life. We're supposed to have love, not hate for people. Now that means sometimes we have to be patient. We have to endure the attacks and the false accusations of others. So important that we understand that truth. Dealing with personal accusations. Number one, they're going to come. Be prepared for it. Number two, some of them will be true. Examine yourself. Be humble. Take it and change. Number three, Many of the accusations will be false. Hopefully they are. Hopefully they're not true. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be forgiving. Show them the love of Christ. Number four, see the big picture. Now you say, Pastor, what does that mean to see the big picture? To see the big picture means... You're willing to look at everything that's going on overall, not just a few little details. Now, sometimes it's like we look, we see just, we see something small and we complain about it. But if we would look at the whole picture, 
we would realize there's a lot of good there and there's some bad there. Look at the whole picture. And when you look at the whole picture, you'll see a few things. This is one of the lessons I've learned. I, I've learned that as a Christian leader, I have faced many false accusations. And I also realize when I look at the big picture, I have also received a lot of credit for things I don't deserve. I oversee a large ministry. I'm on the television. We have a well-known ministry. When I go back to my country, many people know about the ministry we're doing here. And they give me credit and they clap for me and they praise me and they tell me what a wonderful job I'm doing. And I'm thinking to myself, I didn't do that. Someone else did it. I'm thinking I'm just one part of a lot of people doing a lot of work, but I seem to be getting most of the credit, most of the praise. Why? Because I'm the senior pastor. And so what I'm trying to get you to understand is if you're going to complain about the accusations, then maybe you should also complain about the credit you get that you don't deserve. We don't do that, do we? We take that. We like that. You're going to get both in life. Look at it correctly. People are going to say things about you, good things about you that eh, maybe are not really true. They're going to say bad things about you that are not true. We have to accept it all. And when you look at the big picture, you realize that the people that are making false accusations against you are hurting people. And hurting people hurt other people. People that are wounded, people that are not mentally and emotionally stable and healthy, they lash out against other people. People that are hurting look for others that they can hurt. They attack people. It's not about you. It's about them. Many times when people are falsely accusing you, it's not you that they really hate. It's not you that they even have a problem with. It's just they're in a bad state of mind. They're under the influence of the devil and they're being used to do his work. Don't make yourself the issue. Keep the issue where it needs to be and that is on helping the one who's hurting. Not becoming hurt because someone falsely accused you. If I... If I became hurt and wounded because of false accusations, I wouldn't be able to do this program. I wouldn't be able to preach to you every Sunday. Because I'd be so wounded and hurt that I'd be on here and I'd be ripping and preaching and mad all the time. I wouldn't be able to serve my family and my wife and my church if I allowed the false accusations of people to break me and hurt me. I have to see the big picture. And when I look at the big picture, I say, you know what? This person is hurting. And they need my love. They need my help. They don't need my hatred and disdain. Don't take it personally when people falsely accuse you. Because broken people will attack they will deflect. They will make excuses for themselves. 
When people see the big picture, they become smaller and are less offended. If you're getting offended because of false accusations, it's because you're too prideful. You need to see the big picture. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Number five, and this is the last of five truths about handling personal accusations. We said, number one, you will be accused, prepare for it. Number two, some accusations will be true. Examine yourself, be humble, be approachable, be willing to change. Number three, some, some accusations will be false. Respond in love with patience and forgiveness. Number four, see the big picture and realize that the people attacking you are hurting people and they need your help. And that goes along with point number three. And then number five, walk worthy. Walk worthy of your vocation. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long, long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. The Bible says here that we are to walk worthy of our vocation. A vocation is what you've been called to do. It's like a job, a position. And we're to live in such a way that we're worthy of that position. I've been called to the ministry. I'm to live a life that is worthy of being called a minister, a pastor. We're to walk worthy. We're to live in such a way that people can respect us as Christians. We're to walk in such a way that false accusations will be just that, false accusations and we're to do it with lowliness humility meekness that's gentleness long-suffering that's being patient endeavoring the bible says endeavoring that means working hard that means striving to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace striving to be unified in god's spirit by keeping the peace That's the testimony we're supposed to have. The Bible says in Acts 24, 13, Paul said, Neither can they prove the things whereof they now accuse me. He said, look, what you're accusing me of, you can't prove it because it's not true. And you need to learn to live a life, a holy life, a life in which the majority of the accusations that come against you, you can honestly say, I'm not guilty of that. And I don't need to fret about it. And I don't need to worry about it. And I don't need to get upset about it. Because I know I'm not guilty. My conscience is clean. And God knows my heart. The Bible says in 1 Peter 3, 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as of evildoers, they be, may be ashamed that falsely accuse you, accuse your good conversation in Christ. 
For it's better if the will of God be so that ye suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. God says, listen, you need to have a good conscience. Because when they speak evil of you and they falsely accuse you, they should be ashamed because the truth is that your conversation, your manner of life is a good one. And you're not that evil person they say you are. And you're not guilty of that thing they're accusing you of. But you learn to suffer for Christ's sake. You suffer for doing well, not for doing evil. We need to walk worthy of our vocation. I need to walk in such a way that the accusations against me will not be true. And I don't need to get offended because I've got a clean conscience. And I know God sees and God knows. Walk worthy to the calling God has called you to. And God has called us to holiness and righteousness. And if we will strive, if we will endeavor to be holy and to follow after Christ, we don't have to be so worried about accusations because the vast majority of them will be false. And the ones that will be true will be small things that we can easily correct. Folks, accusations are going to come. Be prepared for them by having a heart full of love and a heart full of goodness, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. I have often, many times, seen conflict resolved because somebody who was falsely accused responded in Christian love. And I have often seen relationships grow stronger because someone accused received it in Christian love with gentleness and with humility. And it helped the relationship to grow. Be that kind of Christian. Be that kind of believer. Thank you for watching the Fundamental Hour. We'd like to hear from you. Please let us know if the program is helping you. Let us know if we can help you in some way if you have a question. Thank you for watching the Fundamental Hour, and we'll see you next time. God bless you.